You're listening to Bad Plans, a weekly Dungeons & Dragons show. We are live on Twitch every Wednesday at 9pm Central. Find out more at WeMakeBadPlans.com. Enjoy the show! Our heroes have traveled to the mysterious island of Thunderstone, only a few miles off the coast of Portsmouth, but to get there, you had to travel through a perpetual violent storm that surrounds the island. For reasons unknown, when Kinz's magic interweaved with the storm, it seemed to let you pass, becoming almost inviting. At the docks, you met a small group of turtles who told you that in the past, the island had not been just beautiful and healthy, but also once a, a sacred site for coastal druids and somewhere where uh, you know, large ritual magic was performed on a, on a regular basis. Now though, something had taken root here. Something festered. The island was unwell. At the heart of the cedar swamps in the center of Thunderstone was a great tree, an extraordinarily massive banyan tree whose roots extended across the entire island. Caring for the tree in its grove, were a group of druids who the turtles referred to as the ladies. They'd been there a long time, and as stewards of the tree and the island itself, you hoped they might have some answers for you. You traveled through the cedar swamp to the great tree, and there you met one of the ladies, an older human woman by the name of Constance. She didn't seem to trust you at first, suspicious of why you'd come and how you got there. When she realized you had the other half of the key to the mines, she opened up a bit. Her and her two sisters had done battle with a great beast who had sought to claim the power of the tree. They could not defeat it, but were able to drive it into the mines and lock the gates. Constance revealed that allowing you to enter the mines, potentially releasing the beast again, should you fail to defeat it, could be disastrous for the island. No, she wouldn't take that risk, not with the group she didn't trust. It was then that her sister arrived. Injured, telling of a group of berserk gnolls who'd attacked her and her sister out of nowhere. The gnolls were screaming about a broken truce, and after a brutal fight, her sister was taken captive and into the giant wood. You agreed to search for them and do what you could to rescue their sister, Aggie. So, what's the plan? Hmm. I believe Jesse was trying to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. And this seems urgent, but I would like to talk to the tree. <laughs> like, you know, urgent. Okay. Wanna... So, uh, yeah, was, <laughs> strategically left out of the recap was the mass, massive shenanigans of last week, where uh, <laughs> Jeshi uh, and and several others uh, got a grip on some magic mushrooms and and had had a bit of a feast, and Jeshi gained the ability to speak with plants for quite a long time. And uh, you're, you're a couple hours into that experience. You've been walking around talking to the various blades of grass and, you know, budded flowers and, and any, any other plant you could possibly find to talk to and ha had some grand conversations. But now that you find yourself somewhat face-to-face -face with the biggest plant you've ever seen, this, this massive, just extraordinarily huge tree, You've attempted to communicate with it in the same way you would with a bush or a weed, a weed, for example. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys have been having this conversation with Constance and her sister rolled up and all of this stuff was happening. Jesse, though, has kind of been sitting there just kind of staring up at the canopy of the tree, 
trying to communicate with it. It took a little while. It took some serious concentration for you, Jeshi. But finally, you started to get a, a, a response, get, get, get some feedback. As you called out to the tree, you start to see these images. The other plants have literally spoken back to you, uh, whether it was telepathically or not, it was, it's hard to tell. But this one is not words, it's not uh, sounds, it's, it's visuals, it's images. You start to be flooded with imagery. The images are, are, are flying through your head. It, it's, it's hard to handle. You're, you're trying to make sense of it. They're moving so fast, you can't even really see any details. The occasional image of the island itself, uh, of the stones that surround the ring of the canopy. Uh, you see people on the island, people you don't recognize. But, but as soon as you can even make sense of an image, it's gone. You don't have time to process it. You see people around the tree chanting some sort of ritual, perhaps, and then it's gone. Your head begins to pound, and a sharp pain erupts on your temple. You instinctively reach up and squeeze your head, and, and, and you squint your eyes as, as the pain is... It's terrible. It's, 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 everything's going blurry around you as you look around. Things are dimming. I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Plus two to this. Natural Ooh. 20. Ooh. My gosh. <laughs> Natural 20. Yeah, 21, so it's because minus one. That's nice. not a bad first roll of the night, is it? No, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> could, could have been worse. <laughs> worse. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. All right, so this is, this, this is great. This bodes well for tonight. I would like to say, I'll just say out into the world, a simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> the pain persists, Jeshi, but you manage to get a hold of yourself by focusing your thoughts and your vision on your hammer, Dark Forge. The weight of it, the familiar feel around your fingertips as you grip the haft. You, you lift it up and you just feel that familiar weight in your hand. And you kind of pull it up. And, and rest the head of the hammer in your other hand and, and you focus your vision on it and it gives you this slight reprieve of the pain that's pounding in your head. The flood of images slows as you get this clarity, this focus. You manage to hold on a single image. It's the silhouette of a woman, human, possibly elvish, surrounded by bright blue and white light. She stands in the center of a circular gateway, as if blocking it with her form. As you stare and try to find any more details, a searing pain rings in the back of your head, and you collapse to the ground, and the imagery is gone. Okay. I go over and check, check Jesse. Responsive. Yeah, I mean, like... I just asked if it had a name. Did it, you know? Hard to hard to say. Okay. Uh, what did you ask? How name? The tree, the big tree. 
I mean, like, Constance was like, oh, you know, maybe not. It doesn't have a name. And I was like, well, everything else has a name. Like, that's Jared right there. <laughs> okay. You seem fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, there are those stories of dwarves, like, where we didn't necessarily have a language. We were just, like, we made things. I don't know. It's like old stories. This tree it won't speak. It speaks in like images. It's crazy. Hmm. Images. So I just saw like, yeah, just like image, 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 image. Kind of like, you know, I don't know. Have you ever been on like a horse? You kind of like whip your fit your head real quick. So <laughs> you didn't see it. You couldn't tell what it was. I mean, like, I saw some things, I don't know, it was, my head hurts pretty bad. There, there was one that, like, I saw for a little bit, uh, you know, some woman in a silhouette, but could have been anything. I'm not, I'm really not sure. As you Maybe try to... Was the tree's name. As you try to stand up, okay. Keshi, uh, you're definitely feeling the residual effects. Your, your head is still pounding and you're a little, a little bit dizzy. Yeah, a little, little weak on the feet there. Daryl runs over and starts licking him. And concerned. Hey, the demon. Daryl, the oh, giant dire wolf that you summoned with your magic pokeballs. Daryl, my legs uh, aren't feeling great. Can I ride on you? <laughs> I mean, yes. that's up to Daryl. Oh, no. <laughs> Make an animal handling check, Jesse. Hey, yes or no? I'd like the world to know that I am proficient at this. <laughs> another natural 20 oh, it's a regular wow. 20. a regular Whoa. okay two 20s in a row that's nice. not yeah. all right that, that's that's awesome yeah get them all out of the way now before we get anywhere near combat that's <laughs> uh yeah so so daryl who is a giant dire wolf which is basically like a like a horse like a stallion sized wolf uh who who is currently it's his whole muzzle is just covered in like blood and a core from just like stained from eating that knoll and uh but but it, as you call out to him and he walks right over to you jeshi and he just sort of like nuzzles you with his with his face and it's kind of gross but also kind of like kind of nice and it and it bends down and just sort of lowers its head so you can climb on that'll do i'm ready <laughs> uh how close are we to the tree parts i guess like are we close to the trunk or are the hanging things like Close to us. You, you're close about for kittens to touch. Yeah, so you're you're probably about halfway in between the outer canopy or or the outer ring, I would I should say, and then the actual trunk, which is sort of like a, a actually the the picture behind Jeshi's image is mm. that's a banyan tree. So imagine that, but like a hundred times bigger. Uh, so it's just like a, <laughs> a a gnarling mass of like like crazy. It looks like a like a thousand different trees are all sort of coming up all at once um so it's probably another like 15 minute walk at least to to get up to that part but on the ground beneath you art is just this sort of endless mass of of roots that are all sort of intertwined and they're coming in and out of the ground uh, all over the place so um yeah can i kins would like to go look at it just like crouch down and examine a root that's near her okay sure um, is there anything particular you're, you're looking for or you just want to check it out? I just want to check it out. Sure. 
Okay, make a perception check. Oh, 10. 10, all right. So you reach down and your hand extends, you know, and, and you, you kind of just sort of move your hand across one of the exposed roots. And what you notice is there's a, there's a brittleness to the wood. There's this feeling of, uh, of uh, uh, it feels sick. It feels unhealthy to you. That's the first thing you notice. A, a bit of the, the, the outer casing of the root sort of flakes off as you rub your fingers across it. And you can see that there are insects just sort of, you know, walking around. There's, there's this almost like a rot type of uh, thing going on with, with some of the roots. Not all of them. You know, there are so many thousands of intertwining roots that you see that they're, some are healthy still and, and plunge down into the ground. Some not so much. As you're doing this, Constance walks over. And uh, as you're leaning down, um, she puts her hand on your shoulder. And she, she looks down and she says, You can see it then. I can see that, you know, this feels bad. Like, like I said before, I saw visions. Things were rotting. This tree tried to give me fruit. The fruit was rotting like a sickness. She takes her hand off your shoulder and she crosses her arms and looks up towards the canopy, kind of towards the, the center. And she says, yes, there is so much, so much more that this tree could be. It is in a sorry state. We've, we've done everything we can to keep it, but, and she just has this sort of sadness about her, this, um, you uh have you thought about like planting a new one she just <laughs> shakes her head like, <laughs> like gonna pretend i didn't hear that type of type of response uh kins you kind of you're the only one who can see her face um assuming you're looking at her. yeah uh she then turns to the rest of the group and she says You've agreed to help us. We've got a long walk. Are you coming? Yep. Let's do this. Yeah, where we go? Which direction should we go? Um, she she starts to talk, and then her sister, who is still sitting on like a sort of an upraised patch of roots, and then uh, she's taken out a water skin and seems to be just kind of collecting herself. Um, if you remember, she arrived towards the end and she was covered in, in scratches and, and had to be sort of healed by uh, by, by Constance. Um, she had been in a battle with the Knolls. Um, so she's still kind of tired and, and collecting herself a little bit from that. But she calls out and she says, They were taken north to the giant wood. You should be able to find where we fought them easily. Just go straight north. You'll see. Constance kind of looks down and puts her hand on her chest and just gives her a nod. She looks back. Uh, she takes out her sort of gnarled staff, which um, Kins, you notice, is 
the staff itself seems to be woven out of the same wood that makes up this tree. Uh, and as she holds it out, it actually seems to extend a little bit in her hand uh, into sort of a, a walking stick. And she starts to hike. Alright, I'll follow after her. I'm gonna yep. hang back just half a second until everyone is like facing away from me. And then I'm gonna look around and then I'm gonna kneel down and I'm like tap the tree. I'm like, don't worry. We're gonna try and save you. But we have to save the sister first, but then we're gonna save the bad guy. I'm gonna give him a thumbs up and then start walking. Nice. nice. I'm gonna ask the grass to point north. Oh my gosh, the blades of grass. <laughs> okay, make a persuasion check, Jesse, as you persuade the blades of grass to 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 guide you on your quest. Jeez, nightmare continues. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go, Jesse. Nineteen, and I'd like for this to just be an active thirty feet radius. <laughs> So there's just like a nice point. As you as you look down and you just sort of call out to the plants below you, uh, to the north, <laughs> a grouping a grouping of weeds and like bits of moss. They all start to like extend up, like when a plant raises towards the sun first thing in the morning, like in your direction. And a handful of the roots, they they start to come up and they all start to start to bend in a in a very northerly direction. <laughs> Is it the same direction we're going, or are the plants just wrong? It's it is the direction. <laughs> it's, it is the direction. And Jesse, you hear a voice, and it says, "We're rooting for you." <laughs> Much nicer than the mushrooms. Thanks, guys. And I'll tell Daryl to try to take it easy, not stop. It's difficult to walk because there's not really any. Uh, clear like literally every step you're like looking for a foothold that's not like a bunch of gnarled roots uh, so it's slow going and uh but constance leaning on heavily on her staff sets the pace for you she heads unerringly north to the edge of the grove it takes longer than you'd expect but the walk is pleasant beneath the canopy shafts of sunlight illuminate clever alcoves amongst the thick clumps of aerial roots Desks, beds, benches, all tucked away in secret sanctuaries beneath the expanse of the banyan. You can easily imagine an entire life lived beneath these branches at one point in time. It's all at once that you realize you've reached the edge of the druid's circle. The wide open spaces of the grove butt abrasively against the harsh, rocky reality of the black forest before you. You stand for a moment with your thoughts. If not for the urgency to drive onward and help the beleaguered druids, perhaps you'd consider, reconsider your path, which heads by all accounts into the gloom. It is then that you hear a distant, thunderous bellow, like a wild scream, a wild yell. Constance sits what back and she. Was that? She looks back and forth. 
There is something I need to tell you. She seems to be trying to find the words. She says, uh, The giant wood is an ancient forest that runs along the northeast coast of the island. You should know, a very dangerous foe wanders the forest. It's a massive giant who kills any in his path. We know very little about him, only that he's been here for a lot longer than we have. We've, uh, well, he can't be reasoned with, we've tried. If you see him, or hear him, coming, I suggest you run in the opposite direction. Was that it? She looks off into the distance. Yes, I'm afraid so. He's... It's... You will hear him before you see him. Keep your wits about you. And if, for some reason, you can't escape, then hide. Do not try to confront the giant. She walks over to you, Kins. She puts her hand on your shoulder, and she says, Be careful, sister. Bring Aggie back to us safely, and we will have much to discuss. Okay, that sounds great. Is there anything else we need to know before yep. we go in there? Because Stuart didn't even tell us about these knoll. I get that there's a beast, but is there anything else in this forest that we should know about before we walk in? The knolls, they don't typically enter the forests. Not many things do. Uh, due to the giant. It's odd to me that they'd go this way. I expect they've done it because they don't think we'll follow them. It's unlikely you'll find any other significant danger. Nothing you can't handle. But I would, like I said, keep your wits about you. And, well, uh, just be on your guard. Does that mean you're not coming with us? She looks over at you, Vin. She says, I cannot leave the grove. The longer my sister Aggie is away, the harder it will be for my sister Ednis and I to keep things as they should be. If I were to go with you, uh, well, I can't. This is on you. And are there a lot of gnolls here on the island? A few gnolls? What's the gnoll situation like here? She says, And can uh, they be reasoned with? She looks over at you, Belarissa. She says, They're stupid creatures. They... We... There's not... I believe there, there's a single tribe. Uh, I, I, I don't honestly know their numbers, but the island's not that big. There can't be that many of them. But we once, when we first came to the island, we used to skirmish with them 
quite a lot. My sister negotiated a truce, and we'd keep to our business here in the Grove, they'd keep to theirs, and there was no violence between us, no killing, and I honestly haven't heard from them since. I was surprised to even hear them mentioned. Uh, I can't tell you what their numbers are like, but... I'm going to Mount 14, kind of turn to Vinny. Do you want to scout ahead then? While I keep watch? Yeah, behind, yeah uh, I can start like a 30 to 60 foot um, advanced scout and just kind of start trying to pick a path. Um, I guess we're still trying to head north, but around the sound of this monster, so... Um, I'm going to take is up the a, rear on Daryl. Is there any sound? Is there any, like, visual cue to look for this great tree? Like you said, they, they took them to the some other big tree in the forest? You don't know where they took them? She only said oh, that. Oh, so they, she just the they took wood. them to the, to, the, to the forest. Yeah. Okay. But she does answer. She says, my sister said that they fought the gnolls not too far from here. I suggest you start there. Look for tracks. Okay. All right, let's head that way. I'm going to ask um, Fr Fred. Fred's the other wolf. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Our wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he smells, if he smells gnolls, like remember those stinky things we fought? Like, do you smell any around here? Sure. Uh, you can make a perception check for Fred. And Fred has... He has advantage on um, checks that rely on hearing or smell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that'll be it'll be nice if you're tracking somebody to take advantage of that. All right. So... You rolling for him? I rolled two fives, which is terrible. Uh, well, so, the dog, uh... the dog kind of sniffs around... <laughs> leans down and takes about 10-15 seconds, checks in a few different directions, and, and then just kind of comes back to you and hmm. That's alright, Fred. Can I ask one of the old trees if they uh, saw a knoll? Yeah. Uh, hey! Hey! Hello? Passing through? Uh, we're looking for somebody Apparently, she got taken by, you know, those, like, not th not like this one, but, like, big wolf dog things. Very scary. You know where they are? Uh, the tree responds to you. Oh, no, I've not seen anything like that. Okay, on to the next tree. Stop, <laughs> stop, wait. <laughs> stop, please, don't leaf. <laughs> Don't leave me here. I'll be back. Uh, back. What's your name? My name is Treel. <laughs> Treel. I am Treel. You know, that's a really remember rememberable name. It's easy to remember. Notice, but we call you Trees. Does anyone have the time? No? Okay. Not a big <laughs> dill. Oh, 
Oh, I'm just having a little fern. Oh, I promise. Oh, yes. Let's move on. Jesse. I'll grow on you. Tables have turned. I look back. Yeah, I'm just like. Uh, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I, you have a very strange way of talking. But well, I'll be back. <laughs> I'm gonna go start looking for tracks, also, or seeing if we can't find this uh, battle battle site. Okay, so you guys head to the north and moving through the forest. I mean, they said they killed like 10 of them, right? Like uh-huh. this shouldn't be, a, this should be a pretty large scene or something. Yeah, so as you you head basically through the, 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 the perimeter of the tree has these dangling vines and you've sort of stepped through them and, and had a, a brief conversation with, uh, with Treel, uh, the, the ancient uh, oak who, who stands tall in the giant wood. And you've walked just in that general direction to kind of get through this. There's sort of a bunch of big rocks and, and kind of like fallen trees that you've got to climb over. And it doesn't take you more than five minutes, but you kind of get on the other side of this perimeter that as you get into the entrance there. And you can see it maybe 100 feet or so ahead of you. There's a small clearing and you can see bodies littering the ground. All right, well, then I'll head that direction um, stealthily and start checking for any tracks or sign of movement. Um, yeah, hoping that they weren't necessarily trying to cover their tracks, but we'll see. Okay, as, so as is he it... heads in, I'm going to scan just kind of panoramic and see if I can pick anything up. Sure, sure. So, uh, so, so the rest of you are kind of staying on the, on the outskirts. And Vinny, you're stealthing in by yourself? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Make a stealth check. 23. 23. Okay, great. Uh, you jump down off of a rock, and, and you're able to kind of keep on the outskirts of the, the trees, um, on the outskirts of this clearing. It's very, very dense in here. There's almost no ground that isn't you know, an, an old fallen tree, or there's just very dense, thick undergrowth, lots of rocks and, and um, just outcroppings and, and things that, uh, there, there's no path or anything like that to speak of. But this little area seemed to be the best um, kind of spot for, uh, if there was gonna be a clearing in an area like this, this is about as close as it would get. And you find just knoll bodies all over the place like some of them are smashed against trees uh, a lot of them are bloodied some of them are just lying there with no obvious wounds uh, but are obviously dead uh, the flies have already kind of started buzzing around some of them what would you like to do I'm looking for any kind of sign of who the survivors right and uh, this woman that they've carried out so signs of movement way to see if we can figure out a direction that maybe they went sure okay make a survival check and as you're doing that uh thorcum go ahead and make your perception check scanning the horizon i'm gonna take my passive at 18. okay so you're looking around and just kind of passively observing the area one of the first things that comes to you is the lack of visibility is a bit unnerving. When, you, when you're when you in the swamp, uh, it was similar, where the trees were so dense 
uh, that you can't see very far in front of you. And this is a similar situation, but without the path. So it's uh, the, the canopy above has blocked out much of the sunlight. Uh, it's, it's really hard to see more than probably 40 or 50 feet in front of you before it's just blocked off with trees. You don't see anything moving. You see a handful of, uh, of crows and or blackbirds flying through. Uh, you see, uh, obviously you can see Vin where he is kind of sneaking around. Um, nothing else really of note. Just dense, old, old forest. I'm going to call Fred into now that we have some fresh bodies <clears throat> and see if he can um, pick up the scent from these actual knolls. Okay. Uh, Mike, Dalrissa, you want to bring Daryl to see if we can get a couple of mm-hmm. hunting dogs? Daryl uh, shakes Jesse off gently. I rolled a 12 on my survival check. <laughs> Yeah. I am intending on fighting like a this bull. giant on the back of this wolf. <laughs> uh, what was your yeah, survival okay, check? That. Or are you... Mine was 12. 12, yeah, okay. 12 great. Survival, so. Uh, so, so Fred the wolf kind of uh, walks over quietly. Um, seems to have the, the wherewithal to understand that this was recently a, a battle site and seems to be looking around sniffing as if on alert. It walks up to... Uh, one of the bodies that you're kneeling next to and at your command just sort of <laughs> and sort of uh, steps up and go ahead and uh, make a perception check for Fred with advantage so it's uh, actually okay yeah I can do that uh, and, and I can tell is... you what his bonus is it is, it's uh, a plus it's one. Plus yeah, three, I think, actually. I've got... Yeah. I said on D&D Beyond... Oh, yeah, it's plus three. Yes. So cool. it actually sent it to you, Jay. When I rolled it, I don't know how to make it go to the whole room. Oh. But he rolled a natural 20. Natural 20. 23. Oh, what? Okay, okay. Good That's, job, Fred. Yeah, get those 20s out of the way. All right, <laughs> oh, I like gosh. it. Uh, so, so Fred rolls a, a natural 20, which is... Uh, if anyone's new out there, that's the best you can do. That's a critical. That's that's a fantastic uh, role for something like this. He immediately sort of... And there's a gust of wind kind of blows through the trees. And Fred looks back at you. And he starts walking kind of towards the northeast. Uh, and at the same time, Vin, with your survival check, you were actually able to uh, find a handful of prints. There's not a lot. It's not like they're walking through the mud, and these footprints are obvious to find. A lot of this is walking across rocks, um, climbing over logs, fallen trees, things like that. But you were able to notice that there are some scuff marks in some of the lichen on on some of the rocks, and. And Fred seems to have confirmed your suspicions that the trail leads that way. Now that we kind of know what a trail looks like, I'm going to point that out to some other folks. And then, like, guys, let's start moving this way. Do, do I remember correctly? Do we have any anything that can benefit us to, like, be quieter as a group? Um, yeah, I can't. I've 
if we're all willing to be quiet, uh, I can cast past without a trace on all of us. And if we're trying to avoid this giant thing, that mm, might not be a bad probably idea. Probably a good so idea, that, yeah. That way we could try to move at some speed and still potentially be quiet. All right, I shall do that. Everyone gets plus 10 bonus to uh, stealth checks. Nice. Dex okay. checks. Nice. And then I'm going to say, Fred, lead on, and let's kind of move at a decent little pace. Um, I mean, obviously, as quick as we can, apparently, in this <laughs> forest full of rocks and mm -hmm. everything else. So, Okay. So you're moving through the forest, and uh, Kins's spell, Pass Without a Trace, it, it sort of puts this almost deafening, um, not deafening, muting uh, sort of magic on you. Your steps seem to to not make as much noise. Uh, at one point, you step up onto a log, and a piece of rotted wood sort of breaks off of it, and it doesn't even seem to make a sound. You're able to traverse through this rocky, uh, very difficult terrain a lot more quietly than you otherwise would be able to. And you walk in the direction following the trail that you can find uh, as best you can until at one point you see that it seems to disappear. You've come up to a grouping of rocks and the, the obvious scuff marks and, and just broken wood that you've been following uh, seems to stop. And Fred seems to... Hmm. Hmm. And kind of looks over at you, Vinadil. Make a survival check. Any, anybody who uh, wants to do that. To try to see if you can find the trail again. Anyone wants to help? Feel free. I will uh, okay. <laughs> try. I'd like to ask a nearby tree. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. What are you, you going to ask the tree this time? What you, uh, hey, you know Treel? <laughs> oh my god. Treel, my cousin. <laughs> we are all related, you see. I have cousins too. That's cool. Do you like him? Some of my cousins, I don't. Anyway, sorry. We are on, hot on the trail here of some evil gnolls who have kidnapped. Is it a kid? It's not a kid. They've elder-napped a druid. Do you know where they are? Hmm. It's been a long time since I've spoken to anyone other than my stupid cousins. Hmm. I may have saw something like that. Why would I tell you? You know, I don't know. It's nice. <laughs> if you, if, if one of the cousins that you like got chopped down and taken away and I knew where, I would tell you. Make a persuasion check to convince this tree that uh, oh, it should help you. God. Oh my lord. 17. 17. Well, hmm. allow me to give you some sage advice. Thank you. And uh, 
you hear this as the whole tree seems to sort of shift a little bit and uh and a and a branch just falls off over on like one side and crashes into the ground hmm hmm that way okay oh and if I'm you take in the branch if you get lost just let us know I will thank you this way <laughs> I rolled a 14 if that matters at all so I only rolled a three the entire <laughs> the entire group is already over there like you found the trail like five minutes ago and Jesse is just staring up, up into the sky going <laughs> he has completely lost his mind you could probably just leave him here I mean, he's a liability at this point. Kid, let's go. Okay. What are you you doing? Just confirming. Uh, uh, All right. (laughs) This way. (laughs) Does the stick point in the same direction as the tracks? It does, actually, yeah. uh, It did. I picked it up. The tree's honest, anyway. You begin to follow the trail again, and it's a little harder to, to find for a while. It's uh, just this bit of terrain, you know, there's, it's not as obvious, but after maybe 10 more minutes of walking, you pick up what seems to be uh, the obvious part of the trail one more time. You continue to follow it. Uh, about two miles north and probably an hour and a half goes by. Your spell fades. Uh, your spell lasts an hour. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. So Pass Without a Trace has faded. But you haven't seen or heard really anything out here other than the crows. You follow the trail up onto a big pile of, of rocks. Almost like a, not quite a, a cliff, but maybe it goes upwards about 20 feet and there's sort of a natural... Uh, almost stairway built into it that you're able to follow up but at the top of the rocks the trail is gone again what do you want to do survival check at this point i'm going to call kins up and say yeah any help um finding this trail there any trees nearby jeshi (laughs) oh Uh, money all right Another 20? Dirty 20. Dirty, yeah. dirty 20. <laughs> it's not a natural one, but <laughs> it's nice 20. to be a 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kins, it takes you about five minutes. Not long at all, uh, all considering. And you are able to find the trail about 20 feet to the northwest, kind of in between uh, some, some bushes. Uh, you also see on the other side of the rock as you were looking around so on the northeast side of the rock you find this uh or uh sorry north north north, northwest doesn't matter on the opposite (laughs) side you see something that alarms you it is a different set of footprints a massive set of footprints each one probably between three and four feet long 
just an absolutely huge humanoid foot that sinks down about eight inches into the ground. As you instinctively kind of follow it with your eyes and you look, you can see that a lot of the broken trees and the and the fallen rocks are simply due from whatever this creature is just walking through the forest, trying to clear a path for itself to fit between the the trees. The trail goes in a in a different direction than the trail of the knolls, thankfully. And you also notice that, because uh, that's a really nice roll, the the giant's trail is older than the knoll trail. You can see that some of the soil has has dried up and caked over. So this is not a fresh trail, uh, but it's also not, you know, it's it's maybe maybe a day old at best. So I'm going to turn to the others and point out this footprint. And uh, hey, hey, so this doesn't look like a knoll. Study this. If we see this, <laughs> I feel like we got to hide. <laughs> but it Even... doesn't look like it's fresh, so it, it's we might be OK for a little bit. I'm looking at like, how big, like, how big is this thing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like, kind of lay down on the, the, the footprint. Like, that's huge. The footprint is as big as Jeshi. <laughs> It's yeah. as big as Jeshi. Jeshi, this very thing big. has a foot as big as you. Uh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> saying that to the tree. Wait, what? What has a thing? <laughs> a foot turned as big as me? We'll just move let's his head down. We must well, be talking about the giant. These yes. trees know about the giant. They do? They can't be happy with him. Are you uh, happy about the giant? All right, let's, as we're moving, right, as we're moving, we uh, keep conversing with the, uh, does it look, can we tell at all if we're getting closer? Like, are this, are the signs changing any with the knolls? Like, are there, are there prints fresher? And is there any blood? Like, that's the other thing I want to see. Is there any sign of, like, like, blood or the druid at all? Like, have we seen any scraps of clothing or? hair or whatever else that would indicate that she's still with them moving this way mm-hmm. uh, up until this point you have not you've it, it's been all you could do just to find the trail at all just to find small you know little markings on trees or broken branches uh, it's only been through the help of your direwolf friend Fred that you found the trail at all but Kins seems to have gotten more comfortable and you do notice, Kins, that there are some drops of blood on some of the rocks as you're uh, following this new trail that you've just find found. And you you don't walk forward maybe a minute before you see that there is a not quite a cave, but there's sort of an under there's like an outcropping of, of rocks with a with a large tree growing up on it, so the roots are growing down and kind of dangling over the the mouth of this little makeshift hollow in the rock and it looks as though these creatures stopped in this nook and you can see uh the the footprints move around as if they waited here or stopped here for some reason Uh, and on the ground you see that there is a small piece 
of torn cloth. You're not sure what it is, but uh, you pick up on it pretty quickly. I'll pick up the cloth. You die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the magical cloth cursed from within tears you apart. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> Wait, was this the, sorry, which path did we follow? The giant footprint? No, this no, was the other path, the right? Okay. I'm assuming you didn't follow the giant say, footprint. <laughs> I did you not tell approve me. that we follow the giant footprint. No. No, I mean, it looks like they stopped here for a time. Oh, and man. she either in a, intentionally dropped this off or inadvertently dropped. Does it look anything like the mm -hmm. kind of clothing that the other druid sisters were wearing? This cloth? Um, Is it like fancy cloth? It's definitely not fancy cloth. It's, uh, Vin, make a quick intelligence check. See how good of a memory you have. Intelligence check. Man, another dirty 20. Wow. We are just Whoa. wasting the all on these skill Statistically, checks. Statistically, you guys yeah, are going to die This in is combat our <laughs> word, yeah. Excellent. As soon as the first <laughs> combat starts. Although I have only rolled like five and below, so... I'm yeah. saving my 20s. This is going to save us. There you go. It definitely looks like the same type of... Uh, well, using your expert powers of deduction, you think to yourself, this is not null cloth. I don't know if this druid woman was wearing something like this, but I saw what the gnolls were wearing. Dirty, old, smelly furs. Uh, this is not something a gnoll would have. The gnolls wore clothes? Let's pick up the pace. Yeah, just nasty leathers of whatever they had killed or got. Okay, you continue to follow the trail. And... I'm just gonna look back at Thorkum too, just like, ears open, man. I would love to sneak up on these guys. So, as soon as you hear something or see I something, ask, like, let us know. I'm gonna ask Daryl if I can go on his back again, because I'd like to continue my conversations with the trees. It's, it's just easier. Yeah. I'm trying he, to reason with him. I'm telling, I'm like- He lets you on. Okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, Ch Cheshi's, uh continues to talk to, uh, it's a very big family of trees. The, all these oaks <laughs> are related. There's some occasionally occasional uh, firs and old pines, old longleaf pines. It's uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, they, they keep telling you stories about, you know, how, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> you walk for another probably hour and a half. Uh, it's a combination of, it's actually a pretty long way. Wherever they're going, it, it was not close. Maybe trying to put some distance between, between where they were and, and, uh, and where they're headed. But also, it's just really slow. It's hard to travel, particularly the large wolves. You know, they're, they're able to... At one, you know, they're comfortable moving through the forest, but uh, there's a couple of times where you have to, in order to follow the trail properly, you've got to kind of climb up some rocks, and you know, the the wolves have to find a way around and that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang back and talk to Vin a little bit, or I mean, forward. Vin's, in, are you like way up front? Oh, never mind. Yeah, like 30, 30 60 <laughs> feet in the front. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk to you then. You're too okay. far. <laughs> I'd like to just, just I could do that. Get this out of the way. At some point, I have asked the tree to tell me their best story 
And I would like for this to basically play out like a very extended version of telephone where like the tree next to this tree can hear the other tree and it just like continues on. Tree, 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 tree. Hmm. No. And I would like to hear, and I, I Jeff, would like to hear the story. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. You're so gonna die. We can do that on Saturday. Suddenly, a giant oh bursts Lord. out of the trees and just, just steps on Jesse. Oh, sorry, man. Leaves the rest of us story. Sorry. Oh gosh, I just can't believe what just happened. We'll have a we'll have a, a a grand heroes feast for you when we get back. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll consider it as as you're moving <laughs> through the forest. Mid midweek. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh. You move forward another hour and a half. The sun has started to set. <laughs> oh my god. At this point. Longest day ever. It's been a long day. You've been up since before dawn to travel by sea through the storm across the beach through the swamp through the tower through the grove now through the dark forest the giant wood and it's at this point where daryl stops and fred stops they both stop <laughs> all the dire wolves and you stop. hear hmm <laughs> start to growl. Right. Calm down, boys. Calm down. Alright. Um, I'll take that sign as something's near. And that was when my grandpappy no. grew <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. My spell is probably almost done. Eight hours. Almost. It's almost done. <laughs> and then the tree says, and that was when I soiled myself. <laughs> get it? You get it? Stop oh kale in my vibe here, son. Come on. Come on. How many how many plant puns did you did you stockpile for this? Another, another tree looks over and it goes, Allo. And it's this small pointed sort of little bushy tree with these green little things. And it just keeps saying that. Allo. Allo. A bush calls out to you, Jeshi. It's got these little these little Blue berries all over it looks at you says I'm your huckleberry. Oh, God. You're just losing your mind. It is you don't even know what is going on. Vinadil jumps off of jumps off of Fred. What do you want to do? Wait, Vin was riding Fred? He jumped sure. off of him, jumped Why back not? on it, it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do um I, mean, I wanna I wanna stealth ahead and um, see if I can catch what they were hearing or smelling. Okay, so you're stealthing ahead. Make a stealth yep. check. Oh, oh, uh, not with advantage. Oh. So yeah. thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Ouch. You move quietly in the direction, and you can see that Fred actually is kind of like he seems to be a little uh, concerned. And do you want him to follow you? No, I'm gonna have him stay back. Okay. You move forward a little further and you come across uh, sort of a, a rock, a big rock. It's probably 20 feet high. Well, it's a bunch of rocks kind of piled on each other. And you climb up across them 
as stealthily as you can and you put your hands up and you sort of peek over and that's when you see it the sun is setting and it's getting it's getting dark it's getting dim but you can see the knolls what you see is a clearing it has a fetid stench of rotting meat and uh, an untended offal the knoll camp nestles like an unsightly infection among massive petrified bones of some ancient fallen horror. The remains of the great worm rest in scattered pieces across the clearing. Thick white ribs jut from the rocky ground like daggers, and between each lay the tattered bedrolls of the savage knolls. The skull of the creature, similarly occupied with ragged, uncured animal skins hanging in the eye sockets like a sick imitation of drapery. It is all of it an affront to your senses. As you scan the scene, you see about ten knolls, and with them you see two giant troll-like creatures skulking about the camp. One of them kind of climbs out from underneath the skull, pushing the skins out of the way, barely fitting through sort of a, a broken segment of the skull on the side, squeezing its way out, its brownish, kind of greenish, bulbous skin scraping against the side as it <clears throat> pulls its way out. It reaches down and picks up a giant bone off the ground and kind of throws it across his shoulder. <clears throat> walks around, starts skulking about the camp. Make a perception check, Benadil. Uh, 18. 18, okay. As you carefully look around, a handful of the gnolls have torches lit, uh, and it's casting a a bright, small bright light certain spots. You see that there are a handful of gnolls very similar to the ones you met earlier, clearly the same tribe. Uh, you also see that there are some small dogs, or no, they're hyenas, around the knolls that are just gnawing on some of the old bones on the ground. They don't seem to have noticed you. And then on one side of the camp, you see a crude wooden cage. You can't quite make out who or what's inside it but there's definitely something inside the cage. One of the trolls kind of skulks over, and it kind of gives the cage a shove, and you can see something inside it kind of move and like kind of, you know, push her way back to the, to the far side. And just sort of turns and skulks back in a different direction just kind of looking around there's no obvious action or anything really happening they seem to be at rest what do you want to do um as quietly as I can I'll go back to the group to circle up report what I've seen um 
being really careful if it looks like I kind of climbed up a set of semi-loose stones to get to this uh, uh, this height to make sure that thing goes rolling back down the side. Um, and yeah, I want to go back to the group. Did you did you see her? Did you did you see? Uh, the yeah, lady? I mean, um, she's there. Ten knolls. Some hyenas, maybe. Small dogs. Um, but then two. I don't know. Bigger things, ogre, troll. I mean, these are things we've read. I'm, I don't know what these things are, but I. Mm. It and seems like something like an ogre would seem like. Um, Okay, me and Daryl will take one of those. Well, what do do we think? There's any chance we could uh, sneak her out? If uh, we if we could, that would be great. Did I mean I distraction? Do any of you have some sort of horn or instrument? Uh, no, but I have wolves and message. <laughs> um, I mean, potentially we could create a distraction of some kind. Not an instrument. You know what? Hey, you know, anything could be an mm, instrument, right? You, that's right. You could beatbox. The wolves could. Uh huh. I can. I can. in tune. Mm. But I mean, there are the other. I the other potential is we could wait till they sleep. And oh. and so, try to um, sneak her out, or you know, take a few of them out while they're asleep. Like, what if they kill her before then? That's my only thought. Is did anything look like a large cooking fire type thing? Do you think they're gonna hear? When I was there, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you did see a large pile of brush, but it was not on fire. Okay. I mean, the wolves could. Was it? Say so the wolves could possibly, you know, be the distraction, and then we could sneak. I don't her think out. we're going to outrun them if they see us. Like that's the thing. This is their terrain. We don't know what we're doing here. We could end up running straight into that giant. So I don't think we're going to be able to outrace them. So we would have to get her without them seeing. So unless the wolves can like run the if the big guys off which by the way do the wolves like go away as soon as the sun sets what's the sunrise rule the sunrise sunrise they go okay, away so we got we've got some time mm -hmm. and um, if we need to sacrifice them they can always be reborn so they're awesome listen, wolves John, don't listen fred don't listen fred. <laughs> they they know this they're cool they're cool with that also if we can get me to her i could make us invisible and they wouldn't see us that, so that could be a thing. One plan A, plan one. Yeah, to get her. So, but she was like on the other side of the camp, basically from where we are now. She's mm -hmm. on the opposite side, true? but near the perimeter. So I yeah. mean, we could like so skirt could around. around. Yeah. Have the wolves create a distraction? I could even like cast darkness over there or something. So. We're up next to like a mountain too, right? So behind it is kind of a mountain. Is that correct? And then kind of a bowl almost is what I'm picturing of yeah. a forest. And on the right hand side, well, I the right, right hand side, on the uh, uh, directions, on the eastern side, there's a like a like a cliff. It's not super far. Uh, right. Maybe 10, 12 feet down. 
and then on the on the northern side that kind of wraps around to the west there there's sort of a bowl yeah and you've approached kind of from the south oh so she's on the north side so like we can't so she's she kind has of, the mountain well, she's kind of protect- on the she's kind of on the uh more like the western like west northwest side you okay. it's not it's not mass like a massive cliff i mean you could still approach okay. from that side okay what do you guys think? I mean, right. do you want to try to sneak our way in and kill these guys and take her out, or try to sneak her out? So I think that's our two choices at this point. I, I'm a, down for sneaking her out. We need a Bad Plans theme song. Mm-hmm. It's like the song we play while you guys <laughs> no. are making the bad plan. Well, Not that this is a bad plan. plan. No, don't no. let don't no. let me influence your plans at all. It's like no, the no, Jeopardy no. theme song, but more like intense. Like, oh, you yeah. know, something's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. right now. Yep. Uh, I, so I have no more pass without a trace, just FYI. So I cannot contribute in that sort of way. All right. So, so what we could do, right? We we use the wolves for a distraction. I can cast a fireball like way over there, and they're like, "What is this fireball?" And so they're all looking this way, and while they're looking this way, we come in from this way, and we come in all together, right? And then I cast invisibility on all of us. <laughs> Now we're all invisible, and they didn't even know because they were looking this way at the fireball. And then we are this way, and then we just you sneak can off. cast. And in... how many people can you make invisible? Like a lot. Um... This plan begins with the fireball. It's. Uh, I mean. Oh wait. Um, all good plans do. Wait, no, I can <laughs> cast. I don't think you can make two. everybody invisible. I can make two. Yeah. Two. So me and her, right? We can be invisible. But Belrissa probably thinks she can. <laughs> so you should shoot the fireball and then discover that you can't actually do that. No, I remembered that I can only do two. Okay. But two, you know, two. That's not bad. My previous question, does anybody have an instrument, an instrument no. of any kind? None of you. Fourteen doesn't have an instrument mm-hmm. in his little box. No. He doesn't really make sounds. No, but I would like to learn an instrument. Ah, oh, it's Can not what I'm. Oh. <laughs> Zero instrument. What's your What's your like... thought? Just something that makes sound? Drums. I just need a sound. <laughs> Can you have the wolves? Okay. We could have them howl or something. Yes, they the can howl. Are already hurt. Mm-hmm. Can you have them howl and start running? Yeah. In the direction away from us, right? Yeah. And I will the question also is, do something. Do we want well, to but... move around to the other side first, and like almost have them run through the camp, Third. so that we're not because we're like what a hundred feet away from her, two hundred feet away. I mean, it's we're not like right next to her. So even whatever if the wolves... we whatever we do, the more time we spend here is the more chance they're going to find us. Okay, so... but tell us your plan, not like mystery plan. I can create an object that mimics a sound and puts it on a loop okay so we'd have a couple of different sounds going and then we cast invisibility we still get to cast fireball i don't know if we're gonna need invisibility or fireball because the the dire wolves i mean they're gonna have to create some havoc because just wolves howling isn't gonna do anything they're gonna have to like go eat one of the hyenas or something maybe um, and then run away but um, you'd be surprised what noise will do 
right. Okay, but and after they're the... already hurt, so I don't I think, think they're going to be they were dumb. Yeah. I think it's a good plan. Let's go. You think it's a good plan? All right. So I don't know. So then I have no other plan. We're going to move around. <laughs> can you still turn into animal skins, or are you like I, done I with? I can. Yep. Okay. No, I short rested. I can do it twice. All right. Cool. Um, so wait, what's the what's the plan here? So we're going to move around to the side closest to her, and we're mm -hmm. going to have Fred and Daryl Daryl take off howling, snarling this away way. from us. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then Thorkum, you're either going to leave your little thing somewhere or set it set it off your sound maker device. <laughs> um, do you have to be next to it? Or can you do that from a distance? Give me a couple of your coins. A couple of my coins? Wait, are they... Badly for the last person that asked for uh... me for coins. <laughs> are the yeah. gnolls going to be chasing the sound maker, Thiele? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll I'll give you some coins. Vince's like, no, not my money. That's right. <laughs> Too many coins. <laughs> and Jay, what I'm thinking here is I'm going to use my magical tinkering ability and imbue a tiny object with a magical property of your choice, up to a six-second long recorded message. So that's the one I want, and. Uh, it can go indefinitely. Like I don't have like a limit on it, and I could do five of those. Mm. So if I can record the sound, I can create confusion. Okay, what are you recording? I I need the wolves uh, to howl. Okay, I'm gonna ask one of the trees. Is there okay. something that like? Okay. Oh god. Is, <laughs> They like have to get to. Before you like... can finish your question, the tree just slaps you in the face with one of its branches. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> um, Gorkum, you can you can ask your question, Jesse. You seem disappointed. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just He's just abused by a tree, so <laughs> it slaps you again. If we leave. It sounds like you're going to have to be here because as soon as the wolves go, we need to be already over there before the wolves yeah. start howling and making noise. So I guess the four of us could start moving that way. You could stay here with the wolves and then join us. I can record the message and increase the volume. I don't need to be near them. But they're going to okay. hear the okay. wolves as soon as the wolves start to howl. As soon as the wolves howl, yes. they're probably going to I am them. not going to be near the wolves. Wait, so but you. but we should okay. go over <laughs> there before the wolves start to howl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let's move right. towards her. So quietly. I guess that's the plan. We're gonna talk to friend Dirk. Can we give Yeah, them I was gonna say Belarissa needs to give Actually they can come with us. They can come with us because they need to run by him. Yeah, and you just tell them start. like this is yeah. the plan and then send them off. Yes. Yeah. All right. Come with us, dog. Wolves. So <laughs> so if you could so Theater of the Mind, Jay, is if she's on the outskirts, we want to be within like 60 feet of her thing, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, her between us and the camp. The wolves are going to be going the other way to drag everybody away from the camp. Our goal is to try to sneak into the, the little cage. Do we, uh, mm -hmm. her and then a, do we know what a giant sounds like? Yeah, because we heard Ooh. it. The, the big but, scary noise. But... You could just like be a giant. 
can you I don't think we can imitate it convincingly. Can you make a giant uh, sound? I am going to start walking. I yeah. have no magic that could do okay. that. Yeah, let's so you guys let's head over work our way around uh the camp. You're you're at a pretty good distance from the camp at the okay. moment. And by the time you finish talking, uh Thorcum, you can hear in the distance the crackling of a large fire. Oh, crap. You work your way around the perimeter of the camp to adjacent to where you know the the wooden cages although you can't see it you kind of know you're in the general position that you want to be in what's the plan Tharkum right, so can we're you th- see what they're doing Tharkum I take a look <laughs> take a look at just if I can see in the camp. We're 60 feet away, you said? Yeah, but you're going to have to move through some trees to get an actual look at them. And uh, uh, I'm not going to get closer. If we're going to do our distraction, we need to do it now. Okay. So right. we're in the position we wanted to be in, though? And we hear the, the fire going? Correct. Do we see any gnolls? Do I see any gnolls? You're not close. None of you are close enough to see them. All right, let's get Fred. I want to see You'd have to stealth and get close if you wanted to get a visual. I will do that. I we will don't stealth have to stealth, in. but you know what I mean. I'll, I'll stealth yeah, in quickly Finn because can. I'm, yeah, hearing the fire worries me. Okay, go ahead, Finn, and yep. make your stealth check. God. 13. 13, okay. You, you're you able to uh, move through the forest as quietly as, as you're able. The, the, the crackling of the fire, you know, muffles your your sound a bit and as you get to there's sort of a a hill that's maybe like six or eight feet kind of comes down at an angle as as this bowl kind of wraps around the the northern side of this uh this boneyard essentially uh, of this massive giant worm dragon whatever it was uh you peek your head over the hill and you can see that uh the presumably the the druid, the person you're here for, though you haven't gotten a great visual, there's still somebody in the cage, and you can see that the trolls seem to be giving directions to the gnolls to throw more wood on the fire. Uh, the fire is large, and you can see there's a bunch of gnolls just walking around, you know, getting it, getting it ready, getting right. it nice and hot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna message Ben. Do you, do you see the gnolls? Are they there? Yeah, everything's everything's around whispered, but I'm gonna try not to. I'm not gonna actually whisper, but this is whispered back. Like everyone's around the fire, they're stoking the fire. Everybody's attention is on the fire. This might be the time if you can send the wolves out. Can I? Can I the... see the fire at least? You start to see an orange glow through the trees. For uh, sure. as, Vin, can you send up like a little firefly dancing light, like just some super subtle. Yes. Thank you. What? How, why? God, you'll <laughs> see. You'll see. Okay. I'll just do one really, just really dim all the lights. Like, like just like a little, like a little <laughs> ember that's a little brighter than the rest. Okay. That I can like, see. Just above me. Yeah. Well, so I can okay. see above above a knoll. I can only do it like sixty feet away from me. Are the knolls within sixty feet? Are they not that close? So Vinadil is within Oh no, I could do it 120 feet. Of wow. The gnolls. Okay. Yeah, but Belrissa, you're not going to see them because they're down a hill through all the trees. Yeah, but I can see his little thing, right? No. 
No? No. They're down, like, he's up on a Too hill. Too many trees. And, and you, you can't even see Vinadil. Oh, you're trying to fireball them, aren't you? No, I'm not. I was going to message okay. them. I just wanted to message a knoll. You can oh get, if, if you want to, you just have to stealth up to to kind of where Vin is. I'm going to tell you see. to come up and join me. All come, right. Come get closer if you want. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we still have passed without a trace on, right? No, no, no that that's already dead. <laughs> and I have no more to give. I've actually, I've actually, as we message back and forth here, whisper, but I'm like, I don't know, your fireball plan's not bad. Thorcum I mean, we'll have that as our heart attack right now. They'll be, they'll be our backup. <laughs> God. Okay, okay. And they're all, like, are they all kind of clumped up around the fire? Uh, there, There's a bunch of them clumped up. Around. They're not clumped around the fire because a bunch of them are moving around grabbing, you know, branches okay. and sticks and such. Wait, so can we at least, do we have at least a visual on the, the jail where the, the lady is? Did you make your stealth check and go up to Vin? No. no, but from where all we are, we're all. No, no. <laughs> you have to come up to me to see the lady. Yeah. If you want to see them, get close enough to see them. You you're gonna be within range of them, seeing you, or, or knowing you're there. So you have to stealth or be invisible or something. All right, I'll just wait. I'm waiting. All right. We'll either send the wolves or throw a fireball. Like we've got. All right. Two choices. All right, Thorcum, you ready? Vinadil, you see one of the trolls start to lumber towards the wooden cage. Now is the time. Thorcum, are you ready? Now is the time. I've been ready, yes. Okay. (laughs) I give them the... I say, how like you've never held before, but there, that way, run that way. And and the wolves, they start howling, and they run off in the direction that that you told them to run. And the two of them, they're howling like mad like i mean these are large wolves you know and they're howling as loud as they possibly can it pierces this the the the, the sky and the sound it's just everywhere and then and, and you can you then you see the, and all the and and, and the hyenas particularly and, and they and and a bunch of the the gnolls kind of rush over and uh kind of one of them the, the hyenas have like these just scrappy leather collars on. And you see a couple of the gnolls have to run over and grab the hyenas because they look like they're about to dash off. All right. And... Now I'm going to run up to Vin, where Vin was, and try and get a visual on one. Okay. Because I want to message one of these gnolls. You could message the druid lady. I don't want to message the druid lady. I'm going to record on two. I'm not going to use... I just wanted to take Vinny's coins as a joke. <laughs> but I'm going to... <laughs> to record on uh, two howls on because they both take an action. So I, I think I have like twelve seconds to do this. Like okay. uh, uh, I'm actually gonna record it on a couple of like small metal balls that okay. I carry. You got some ball bearings. You record the sound of the wolves onto each of them. And I haven't um, activated them yet. Okay. What's kind of, uh, Belrissa? You kind of like hustle through the woods. Are you being yeah. stealthy at all? Yes. Okay. Make a stealth check. Okay. Uh, what are Kins and Jesse doing right now? I am sitting here, just <laughs> watching to the them. story. Jesse's still being regaled with just epic tales of saplings. Six. Uh, s- <laughs> oh. Okay, such uh, city kids. We are such city you. Kids. You hustle <laughs> through the woods. I am not stealthy. <laughs> and you trip over a branch in your haste. They, they didn't roll a one. <laughs> and you, 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 you don't fall. 
you catch yourself, but you do make a pretty loud noise. And that that one troll, Vin, that was over by the cage, sort of, uh, and, and, it, and it looks back. Everyone's sort of like on, like the gnolls have pulled out their spears, and you can see them kind of looking around. Uh, do I see the the troll? You can see the troll now. Okay, I'm messaging yeah. the troll then. I'm gonna message. The troll is now looking up into the night and kind of looking back and. I'm gonna message the troll, and say the wolves have taken it. Um, I need to check something. Give me a second here. Intelligence. Do trolls speak? Language. <laughs> Do they not speak? I don't know. Well. What do we know about trolls? I don't know. <laughs> okay, we so we grew up in the city. I know like, nothing about so trolls. So, so you you call out, you use your spell to, to communicate. Does message uh, message might handle that for you? Can somebody look that up real fast? In like ten seconds. Uh, it says a creature. But does it say it understands the language? It does not say anything about it. I don't think it translates. I don't think it's like okay. Star Trek. I don't think so either. Yeah. All right, so you you send your message to the <laughs> troll. It you suddenly see Belrissa. It, it, uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I lay very quiet. <laughs> what? How about message the druid lady? Okay. I'll At do this that. time, I'm gonna take the first ball bearing and I'm gonna basically hand it to Jesse and I'm just gonna throw this as hard as you can that way and just point it in a direction and I'm gonna activate it all right Launch. you you grab the ball bearing you throw it make us make a quick uh, athletics check Jesse uh, the troll has got got its wits back about it and seems really confused and it looks down hmm hmm <laughs> and it starts to lumber towards the cage and it rips the ca- the, the door of the cage open. Ten. Ten. Okay. So so you, you chuck the uh, the bearing, you chuck both of them kind of in that direction. Suddenly, the sound of the two wolves, which are... Uh, the wolves have sort of dashed back and forth in, in the general area on the southern side of the camp just to, to, to create the diversion that you wanted. And then suddenly, more of them, you can hear two more wolves have... have appeared that sounds slightly offset coming from the southern side of the camp uh at that point you see the entire camp starts to uh, you can see they're 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 nervous and the troll who was opening the cage and it slams the cage shut and reaches down and it picks up what looks to be just a giant chunk of bone is just sort of holding it like this and it starts to move lumber towards the the south side of the camp what are you guys doing and as these i'm going to then take two more ball bearings and record that the sounds that just left and i'm going to hand them to jesse that way and kind of like opposite direction and i'm as soon as i see the troll move i want to try to start stealthing towards the cage okay you make a stealth check thorcom how many times can you do that Five. Five times. Okay, okay so that's four. Uh, so you make a couple more of those things, and, and you chuck them down in that direction. Uh, 
a cacophony of uh, of wolf howls clearly has set the gnolls on edge and even the trolls seem to have noticed it's hard to tell if they're just annoyed that the gnolls have start have stopped uh, stoking the fire or if they're truly concerned themselves but they're definitely distracted their attention diverted to the south side of the camp finito what did you roll 16 16 you start to creep up to the edge of this hill it's sort of an eroding uh like half stone half dirt hill and as you get to the edge you're able to slide down it kind of sticking to the the the, the sandier parts uh some of the pebbles they they, they tumble down and, and land in the underbrush but the crackling of the fire seems to mask the din of the uh the, the rocks and everything you, you creep up to the side of this cage the other troll the one carrying the large piece of bone is only about 20 maybe 25 feet to the south of you at this point but its attention is clearly <clears throat> seems to call out in some foreign language uh, you look down and huddled in the back of the cage is an elderly woman she's wearing a, a ripped brown cloak that has She's got it kind of pulled up, and she's just kind of almost in a fetal position, kind of in towards the back of the cage. She's barefoot. You can see that she's bloodied. Uh, it looks like one of her arms is broken. It, you can see it's kind of uh, dangling down, and, and she's she's got it. She's positioned where it's kind of resting, but you can look uh, at her arm, and you can see there's a piece of bone protruding out, and she seems to be rocking back and forth. She's uh, the little bits of skin you can see are caked in blood. Um, and she's just kind of rocking in a fetal position. You see silvery hair kind of falling out, withered skin. What do you want to do? Say, please make no sound. We are here to rescue you, and I want to move up and try to, um, I want to try to open that, you know, open the, the gate and try to help her get out as quickly as possible. Okay. Kind of sleight of hand type thing. I mean, I guess I've got to check and see if it's locked or not, but. It didn't seem like he had any complex locking <laughs> mechanism. At the sound of your voice, she uh, starts. <laughs> and, and she kind of looks around like she, she can't see you. And, and finally, she notices you on the side. And uh, she, uh, her face, she's got, it looks like her cheekbone is broken. The whole side of her face is bloodied and bruised. Um, she's just she's in very very rough shape but she seems to look at you s through squinting eyes kind of can you move she um tries to she she starts to pull on the cage and as she pulls on part of the cage you hear and it makes this really loud noise she instinctively stops and kind of she after a few moments manages to kind of like shift her weight up onto her knees and is able to kind of like get one leg up and you can see now like as she as she sits up her shoulder seems to twist and she and the troll starts to slowly look towards you what are you guys doing yeah i'm i'm going to duck back like try to quietly stealth back into the the line 
this isn't going to happen. This woman can't even move. Um, so I want to try to stealth away and keep it from seeing me. Okay. She finally sits up and Vinadil abandons her. Yeah. She <laughs> dashes into the woods. She can't even move. The troll turns around. Seems conflicted, but ultimately turns back, looking over his shoulder, and starts to lumber a little further away. What's everybody else doing? So I'm away from the cage? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm gonna turn to Kins and Jeshi. Uh this is taking too long. We need to to move forward. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna message Van. I'm gonna like what's okay, going on? I'll definitely move like, into like a battle ready position. But yeah, like I'm gonna really tell give myself away. What's Delarissa, what's like what's the hold this up could here? go really bad. This lady is on the brink of death. If I try to pull her out of this cage, get ready to fight. Oh, that's the noise. That's oh, no. a that's a giant. That's that's, hey, that's what Jay, that is. With my perception, can I tell where that noise is coming from? That noise came from the south. Where yeah. the puppies are. The sound of the wolves is drowned out by the bellowing of the giant in the distance. You can see that, although they were all looking in that direction anyway clearly concerned about the six or seven or eight or how many wolves howling they have completely changed their tune and they immediately start to and you hear it I make next. a mad like uh, as fast as I can sprint back to the cage like the fastest little stealthy run down that I can because I'm like okay we got to get this lady now or never I'm, right. I'm also Larissa, running I'm towards saying, the cage like get ready to fight because this is probably going to go bad yeah uh, I, I have been waiting for this moment I record the last sound of the ball okay so on the last ball bearing you record the sound of the giant's bellow in the distance uh, being ready to hear that as it happened so you now have that Do you do anything with it? What are you doing? I'm just pocketing it. You're just going to pocket it? For a little while. Excellent. Okay. So, Vin, you change. uh, You're suddenly, you're halfway back up this sandy hill. (laughs) And and, and the woman, the woman has looked, (laughs) the woman has looked back in your direction. And it's just like, oh, she's so, she's, she's doing her best to stand up. And then you just run. And then the troll comes. And then, and, and she, you could see her. She's kind of trying to understand, should, should she sit back down and then the sound, the bellowing of the of the giant in the distance, and you can see she reaches up and, and, and grabs, and, and you can, she knows what that is, too. And she starts looking around. You hear it next. Vin, you, you sort of slide down the hill, and you, and you get up to the side of the cage, but before you can do anything, you hear the giant footsteps. It emerges from the forest like a rumble of thunder. The giant is 30 feet tall, without question, the largest creature any of you have ever laid eyes on. Even those of you still hanging back in the woods, you can see it towering over the tallest trees. He trembles with energy as he strides across the clearing, quickly closing the distance on one of the bewildered trolls. With one great hand, it lifts the troll into the sky. His head turns, 
briefly to survey the scene. The troll starts reaching out. This giant troll who stands five or six feet taller than any of you, a mere toy in the hands of this giant. The giant himself, a long white beard that comes halfway down its chest, just full and, and wild and ragged. You see him kind of looks around. He seems to stagger a little bit like he's like he's unsure. He looks his his eyes, they're glassy. They're unfocused, lost. He doesn't seem to know what he's looking at. In a single smooth motion, the white-haired giant pivots his weight and slams the troll with tremendous power onto the tip of an exposed rib bone, skewering it through the chest. Without missing a step, the giant continues forward, stomping to the north. With one easy step, it climbs up to the top of the the hill on the north side, just mumbling to itself. And within mere moments, it's gone. The camp erupts into a frenzy as the troll is just skewered, just it drops the big bone it was carrying. It's the other troll kind of and, and the gnolls kind of rush up. The, the wolves in the back are are howling. They all seem to focus on this troll. Vinadil, you get to the edge of the cage and, and the woman is uh, she's managed to kind of pull herself about halfway up as she's just watched this brutal scene transpire 30 feet in front of her. You get there. What do you do? I'm just trying to open the cage and help her out. And have we have we got, gotten up to Belrissa at this point? I'm running towards the cage. Yeah. Belrissa runs towards the cage sliding down the hill what's everyone else doing i hand the last can you heal her yeah uh i'll cast healing word on the druid lady okay you all rush up to the edge kins cast healing word you can see the bone in her arm that's splintered out immediately begins to to heal and you can see that uh, her you know she doesn't she's still got a, a hunched Stance, but she's able to stand up a little, a little easier, and you can kind of hear her finally able to to take a deep breath. Uh, as the bunch of you kind of slide down this hill towards this cage, the troll looking over, <clears throat> the hyenas look back in the direction, and you can see they're all sort of sniffing. I have fourteen. <laughs> Throw the last ball bearing with the recorded giant sounds to the south. And okay. he rolled a 21 in athletics. 21. Okay, so he throws it like a mile, basically. All right, he throws it, uh, it as far as he can. Once I'm more, about to have, just throw you hear in the opposite direction that the giant went, they hear it again. And the gnolls flip out. And they all just start scrambling around trying to figure out what to do uh, the troll seems to look over shifting its glance between the, the one that's skewered on the bone kind of finally going still realizing it's dead looks over at the gnolls <clears throat> calls out something uh, they're all, they all seem to be like just grabbing their stuff like a few of them have rolled up their bedroll uh, and, and they look like they're about to bail uh, you guys 
the lady is still in the cage and the door is closed. You got kind of one chance it. left here with the distracted group of monsters. What do you want to do? How I'm do you trying to open the cage. Yes. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to open the cage and help her out. So like that's okay. all of my actions are focused on. Got it. The cage is not hard to open. It wasn't even really locked. She was just in there out of fear. Uh, and she manages, after being healed, to be able to kind of step out on her own. Uh, and, and you're able to support her her weight as she, as she walks out. Uh, she's now with you. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Am I there yet? Yep, you're there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to... Invisibility or darkness, invisibility or darkness. Um, yeah, we can. I mean, I can even do that if you want darkness. No, I'm gonna cast. I'll cast invisibility on her. Okay. Um, can she walk? Okay. Or is she like? Yeah, she, struggling she's along? slow. We're moving back she's into the tree slow. line. Then, like as soon as I have her, I'm moving back into yeah. the tree line. So, so. Uh, by some miracle, uh, the the troll continues to be distracted the troll seems more distracted at the frenzied gnolls than uh than than you and and uh or or the giant i should say sound of the giant you guys move towards the tree line back where you were sort of hiding you've got to climb up this little hill it's slow going she has a really hard time getting up but you're able to kind of go a little further south where it starts to to come down and and you're able to to climb up and you find yourself kind of climbing up into the trees on the side of the camp when you hear you hear behind you as the troll rushes up to the cage and just opens the door and it opens it again as if something's going to change and it it opens it and closes it a couple times and it reaches in there just clearly nothing's in the cage but the troll can't comprehend what's happened as it's just trying to figure it out it reaches in and and it throws the cage halfway across. At this point, the gnolls themselves have started to like rush off, and they're and they're bailing, uh, kind of in the opposite direction of that giant sound. And the single troll is kind of left in the camp, just and it looks up as it sees the group of you trying to help this elderly woman up this <laughs> this embankment. Uh, and it rushes towards you uh, with its giant bone club. What do you want to do? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do darkness on his club. Okay. Belrissa casts darkness on the club with a with a radius of thirty feet, right? Fifteen radius, 15 so thirty foot diameter. Radius, thirty foot diameter. Okay. Uh, it's not that far from you. So within moments you hear as this magical darkness suddenly envelops all of you. You can hear I I'll grab everyone and yeah, anyone who looks confused, I'll grab them and just keep moving forward. Okay. Let myself be led away and I'm going to cancel the magic on all the sounds. All right. All the sounds suddenly cease except for a pair of howling direwolves. How can we still communicate with Fred and Daryl? I don't. Is there a distance on this? 
they or are they just gone <laughs> yeah well normally it would just be nor it's not a magical communication so yeah. they have to be able to to hear and see oh. so they they're, so they would yeah. have to figure out on their own that they're supposed to come back at a certain point <laughs> otherwise they're yeah. just like we I mean, we could go. we could try whistling they're or pretty, something they're pretty far <laughs> away you <laughs> at this point super no. loud no. i whistle as loud as i can no <laughs> um so belrissa leads you guys through the darkness around and you can hear the troll has started taking the club and is just slamming it into the ground all around it like it's uh you, you can hear when you hear the thud of this giant bone kind of just smashing into to the ground near it you hear it's just frantically just smashing in every direction but at this point you guys have cleared the perimeter of the darkness and you look back and there's just this unnatural dome of, of blackness that seems to cut away the glow of the fire which is kind of behind it so you just have this weird awkward like almost silhouette of this dome and you can just hear shouting inside of it and and the darkness is moving around since it's following the club and uh, it's just this really this awkward scene as this frantic troll smashes everything around it in the darkness you guys have somehow managed to get away from them what do you want to do i never now? doubted you <laughs> <laughs> and if you care to know none of the trees doubted you either <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> let's uh, make some haste here i mean yeah let's move mm -hmm. back hi hi aggie we're here we're here uh constance we saw constance and we saw uh idris <laughs> i don't remember we're here to help I'm Kins, I'm a druid. She's you invisible still, I assume. She's still invisible, because didn't you cast invisibility on her? Jane. Um, huh? Jamie? No, you... I did darkness. I did not actually. Oh, darkness didn't, on the you club. Didn't cast yeah. invisibility on her. I oh, okay, did, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. she's not invisible. Yeah, okay. Hey, do you think 14 can carry her? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Here. I mean, I can carry her. I... Kins is gonna turn into a polar bear. And she's gonna ask Aggie to ride on her. Okay, Kins turns into a polar bear. Uh, Aggie, she, you know, it she. It occurs to Jesse that he could ride on Kins as a polar bear. Oh my bear. god! <laughs> Say anything. Uh, she she hasn't said anything other than some some low grunts, kind of an acknowledgement. And and when you. You know, when you say her sister's names, she obviously looks up and, and acknowledges that. <laughs> nice. Uh, and and when you mention that you're a druid, that catches her attention as well. And she, uh, yeah, she looks up and um, she looks at this polar bear and she kind of looks over at the lot of you like she can't climb up that by herself. What do you, what do you want to do? Help, help her. her. Yeah, okay. So... You guys help her up, and she manages to uh, sort of lie down the best she can. Her left arm, although it's sort of stabilized by the healing spell, is is broken, and she's, um, you know, it, it's it's awkward, but it's better than walking uh, as you start to traverse through the the foresty undergrowth. I will use two level one spells 
to double up on the healing she's gotten. Okay. So so two more heal spells. And she got 12 points from Kenza's first heal. Great. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll for your other uh, heals as well. So generous with the healing tonight. <laughs> um, I want to get away from the giant. So, yeah. Yeah. We only move as fast as the slowest person. And I'm as Thorkim's doing this, he's again is like, I have no idea how you guys survive. <laughs> okay. So uh you you're able to to heal up uh Aggie for, for quite a bit more. You can see her posture shifts a little bit. She's still an elderly woman, uh, but at least, you know, the, the, the cracked cheekbone seems to heal itself. Um still bruised still caked with dirt and blood uh, but you can see that she's able to breathe a bit easier she's she's able to sit up just a little more her arm regains a bit more of that mobility uh, and she's able to at least kind of sit herself up uh, and, and hold on to uh, kind of the scruff of the back of Kinz's polar bear neck fur. with whatever time I have left on speak with plants I would like <laughs> to make all of the like plant growth behind us create a uh, difficult terrain okay so all right so so you, you you're essentially asking the I'm forest i'm asking them on behalf of the druid okay do this do this for the family make a persuasion check <gasps> with advantage 23 23 yeah okay 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 so uh Huh. The uh, yeah, all the plants they they do seem to react to that, and the ones that are that are able anyway, you, you can see that uh, some of the sort of sagging brush and and you know just all the foliage seems to sort of stretch out, you know, which is something they would do in the daytime, just reaching towards the sunlight. They manage to to do it in the evening to create just a little bit more of a difficult passage behind you as you guys traverse through this uh, otherwise very difficult already to you know to pass through forest uh, you're definitely not on a path or a trail or, or of any kind you're, you're stepping over giant boulders you're needing to move around you know fallen trees um, duck under them crawl over them it's it's slow going particularly in polar bear form it's a little little weird um, Daryl and Fred are gone. They have not returned. I wanted to whistle. Okay. When I hear a lull in screams. Make an animal handling check. To see how how well you can whistle for the wolves. That didn't work. Uh, oh. <laughs> World right. 20 crashed on me. That's why. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. Okay. All right, you guys continue to move. Through the forest. What's everyone doing? Yeah, no plans. I'm ready to just keep listening to the trees, but I will say, like, we should try to sleep. I know, like, what? I, it was hard for me to keep track. Did we travel about three more hours from when we left Constance? Yeah. And we left her about one o'clock. Well, no, maybe. Like, do we have an idea it of was, what time it is? It was like dusk when you reached the camp, 
and it kind of became dark the... as you okay. guys were executing your uh, your plan. I mean, I would really like to make it back to that tree before we try to sleep, if at all possible. I'm not sleeping out here. Yeah, and I'm going to sleep walking. in giant woods. Yeah, it's... I, I think if we can make it to Constance, then that would be really good. I'm going to ask Ednis, or no, which one is this? Aggie? Do you have any way of communicating to your sister or the tree to let them know that we're on the way? She looks over at you and uh, she you, you see her lips are cracked and dried and uh, there's dried blood kind of across her mouth and she says, I already have, dear. Please, let's go. Then let's, let's make haste and uh, go as quick as we can. Okay. I rolled a one on my animal handling. <laughs> oh, no! Bel- Belrissa goes... can't whistle dogs are gone they might uh you'll see them one day you'll have to practice (laughs) that wolven uh, call yeah they did well they they deserve a night of frolicking in the forest Mm -hmm. before they back to their world yeah okay you continue to move through the forest for uh roughly an hour It's not super difficult to tell the general sort of cardinal direction you need to be heading. Um, But it occurs to you around this time, as the sun is completely set, you've gotten way away from the the glow of the firelight. All of you have some level of dark vision. So you're not blinded or anything in, in this dark forest. But you also have no idea where you're going. How would you like to handle that? Can she use her polar bear keen smell to... I don't even know what I would smell. <laughs> you tell me, I don't know. Smell south. You can what smell some smell moss smell and like? rotting, well... rotting wood. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, we have the, the old standard dancing lights, mm-hmm. not dance party version, but just nice soft glow. Because, um, yeah, I mean, we all have dark vision, but so just enough light that we can make out a difference between the roots and the rocks and stuff, like... Yeah. I'll just have four of them kind of surround us and fly about five feet off the ground. Sure. So, yeah, between that and your dark vision, you know, you are... Uh, it, it, you can see. You just don't know where to go. Or you could just keep oh, walking so like, in this direction. It's up to you. Mm. You tell me. I'm going to... It's the Druid's Aggie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to ask her, can you give us a direction towards your sisters in the banyan tree? Do you have a connection? She, uh, she, she, you look up and you realize that she has fallen asleep mm. <laughs> and does not seem to have heard you. You can wake her up if you'd like to. Kins, can you help me? Or you were doing something. I'm a bear. Yeah, Kins oh. can't talk to us. She can understand us, I'm but just, she can't talk. I'm just smelling in case there's people coming near us, I guess. Um, I make a survival check to see what direction we're going. I rolled 22. Yeah, that's really okay. good. It's a good thing we didn't get in combat. A lot of a lot of double digit rolls beginning with two tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very Thank cool. you. Roll twenty. I know. Roll twenty. I decided to compensate us. It's because roll twenty was down for like two hours pre-game, and then they're just padding everyone's this rolls. Is their favor. To, to <laughs> right. make everybody happy now. Would they do that? I don't know. Uh, okay. Take so that DMs. Thorcum. <laughs> oh my god. You you're able to uh, 
Thorcum, you've spent most of your life out in the woods and the forests and the wilds by yourself traveling. You know how to read the stars, to read the sky, and, and have a very, very good sense of direction, generally. So you don't know exactly where you are. You can't really triangulate your exact position in relation to the grove, but you definitely know that from where you are, you need to be heading kind of south uh, west. Southwest, yeah. Towards that, towards that grove. All right, I just kind of like as soon as I get my bearings, I just kind of take the lead and go at a brisk pace. On top of fourteen, of course. <laughs> okay, you walk for about twenty more minutes, and uh, you, everybody's, you know, the pace has picked up a little bit. Everybody's got, you know, uh, a good a good sweat going as you're moving through the through the forest, the best way you can. And that's when you hear it. You hear the bell of the giant. It's behind you. But you can also hear scatter hide. Is there any yeah, is there anything around us? Any like kind of clearing bush? or also how close do we hear under it? Under a tree. I mean, I want to look for it. So remember that little outcropping we saw that those knolls stopped in? Like, we need to find something like that that we can actually get into under a tree, under... Okay, make a perception check. See if you can find anything like that to hide in. I'm saying that out loud. I will make a perception check. Mm -hmm. Anyone else feel free to look as well. I will also look for hiding places. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh, 16. 16? Okay. Is anyone else? Uh... 20, which is above my passive. 20. Okay. Uh, 10. 10. All right. Jesse, what are you doing? I'm just looking for the giant. Okay. Uh, Je- Jesse's and I'm, like, just stuck behind a tree, but like, I'm, I'm look, I turned around. I'm looking for it. Got it. Okay. Um, Thorcum, you're able to find a basically a hollowed out a a massive oak tree probably a 200 300 year old tree has fallen over and as as the the stump has has ripped out it's created sort of a a hollow underneath it and it's exposed on one side which is a little sketchy but you look around and it's probably your best bet in terms of somewhere to hide if that's what you're trying to do i'll lead everybody to that hollow and I'll be the last one in okay. can I fit in there on no. all fours kids okay I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to gently untransform and you try poof. not to drop Aggie and the lady just goes flying <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't want her to fall but I want to and I don't know she's as grace, asleep. As grace escort mission this. failed Uh, I'm gonna use when when he comes close. I'm gonna use minor illusion to create an illusion of heavy breathing as far away from us as possible. Breathing intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so for like, like a minute. Like sketchy, like I'm terrified style breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. You hear, okay, you all kind of crowd into this really tight uh, hollow under this this dead and, and rotting tree. And there's, uh, 
you can you, you push your backs against the the dirty sort of wet kind of mossy uh, undergrowth and you can feel spiders and, and little insects kind of crawling across you but you dare not move as you hear a giant hand appears in front of you on the open side as it appears to you hear another as presumably a knee drops down and the hand itself is probably six feet long from from wrist to, to finger. And uh, you can see that on one of the fingers, there's a, a steel band wrapped around it made out of some uh, thorcum. You can't help yourself. You look at the ring and you can't figure out what it's made of. It's, it's intriguing. There's no markings on it, uh, but, it, but it's, uh, it's made it's just this giant sort of metal thing and you you instantly think to yourself I have no idea what that is and it is fascinating to me even in this terrifying moment you just can't help yourself but you could see the knuckles start to whiten as the weight comes down on it and you can hear <laughs> as a giant oak tree crashes down and the whole ground rumbles as it starts to tumble down the hill and the uh, the, the giant leans over and the long beard actually hangs down over the edge of the outcropping, almost like a like a waterfall kind of coming over the edge. And you can see the white silvery hairs are, you know, just, just these massively thick beard. Uh, and Behold my action. To do what? I, no, I'm just getting ready. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just getting ready. It leans down. You can hear it. It seems to just be mumbling to itself, almost under its breath, but it's just this bellowing sound. As you can kind of imagine that right above you, above this outcropping, there is uh, its chest. You can hear it heaving as, uh, as it's speaking with this deep voice emanating from from somewhere in its chest. <laughs> Everyone. So it's like right there. It is right there, and I need all okay. of you to make a stealth check. Nine. Fifteen. Nineteen. Four. Belrissa. I will I'm... use <laughs> Flash of Genius to give uh, Belrissa an extra five to that four. Thank you. Genius. Belrissa and Jeshi. As you huddle it's in this... It's a group this... check, right? It's a group check. Yeah. <laughs> I made distracting breathing sounds. <laughs> As you huddle in this... Uh... This, this hollow and this giant is mere inches from you sniffing grunting to itself you suddenly <gasps> as, as you turn in a a large spider probably about four inches long starts crawling across mm. your shoulder 
and Jesse, you see it too, and you instinctively like reach to you know try to try to help Elrissa. But the giant seems to have heard something. But luckily, the group roll did succeed. The giant grips a huge piece of the undergrowth and and you can the weight of it as it starts to pick its body back up the entire ceiling and all a bunch of dirt falls all over all of you guys as the whole thing kind of trembles as the weight of the giant above it kind of stiff you know leans back and gets back up onto its feet and it just calls out in some sort of anger or confusion or who knows what you have no idea what uh, and, and as it shouts up into the sky, you hear a thunderous boom in the storm above you that circles the island as if in response to this giant. And it just sort of, uh, you can't see it, but you can hear it behind you. You just hear this, is it not even a bellow, but just this enraged kind of yell uh, and the storm surrounding the island seems to, to respond as, as lightning begins to crack and thunder booms in the distance. And then... It seems to have walked away. You let a good five minutes pass until the, the thumping of the dragon's footsteps can no longer be heard. It's gone. What do you want to do? Jump on 14, start making my way. <laughs> quickly, quickly. You see that yeah. ring? Yeah. Interesting. And the way the storm reacted to it? Yeah. This is one weird island. Look, hey. I've recently learned that pretty much everything you know about can talk. I'm pretty sure that storm can talk. And I think that giant talking to that storm because i know what it sounds like to talk to something and it's like (laughs) i am running away (laughs) (laughs) jesse tragically you reach out to a single leaf extending from a from a small fern and you, and you clasp, clasp it in your hands and you, and you run your fingers across the sort of spiny bottom of the, of the leaf and you ask it a question and it's gone. It's gone. It doesn't respond to you. It's... Okay. I still shake it and I say, Jesse. So <laughs> you have lost the ability to speak with plants forever. <laughs> that spell no longer exists in this world it's weird I don't know what happened something of the giant must have done I don't know it's, it's crazy okay till we pass by mushrooms again oh my God. you leave the uh, the undergrowth and, and you head south it does take you about another two hours to cross the distance and, and to get through uh, thankfully you do not have another encounter with the giant although you do hear the angry whatever that emotion is bellowing in the distance uh, a couple more times but thankfully in the opposite direction unfortunately you never 
meet up with Fred or Daryl again. Hmm. They seem to just be howling to the moon forever. Infinitely. Infinitely in, <laughs> in the distance. They did good. You reach the edge of the Great Banyan Tree with the giant 30 to 40 foot tall pillars of stone and glass and sand and clay kind of sticking out of the ground surrounding the perimeter of this tree as these giant uh, vines kind of hang down from the canopy. You push your way through them and as soon as you enter the grove again you have this distinct feeling of uh, it's not quite comfort in fact it's far from it since you've left the grove you've had this feeling this general feeling of malaise this uh this discomfort and and you know just a almost like a toothache you know that that never quite goes away or, or just a, a a headache in the you know towards the back of your neck it, it's just this general you know just the tiniest little bit of nausea uh, a little bit of it's always just a little too warm or a little too um, you just feel uncomfortable constantly and as you enter the grove it subsides just a little bit the tiniest little bit but not enough to make you feel really good but you do feel just a hair better you walk another half hour or so south towards the trunk of the tree and you can see that there's a small campfire near not in the same place where you left Ednis but not too far from there either kind of in the place where you, you had seen a little a little camp made out and uh, as you approach you see Constance uh, sort of stand up quickly uh, as if sort of surprised as she's been waiting for you and she rushes over you're back you, you made it. I can't believe it. Sister, are yep. you... And she rushes over to her sister, and they hug, and she kind of, you know, they touch foreheads, and uh, Agnes, uh, she says, they were quite brave. They... I... It was... I don't know who you are, but thank you all very much. It was, there was not even any bloodshed. They managed to get me out of there with, well, I, and then she looks over at Constance and she says, it was Figper, that giant, he, well, uh, he, he was in the right place at the right time, I suppose you could say, and, uh, caused a bit of a diversion, and, uh, well, we got out of there. Constance kind of looks back and just with this incredulous look on her face, like, she just, she's trying to, like, piece it all together in her head, you know, uh, but she just, she walks over to Yukins and she puts her hand on your shoulder again. Um, and she says, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Wait, you know the giant? Well, I, we know of him, yes. It's, as I told you before, he's been here for much longer than, than we have. Uh, uh, come, uh, come sit. And, and 
you walk over and, and Ednis, who uh, she's she appears to be older than Constance, but not quite as old as as Aggie, uh, is is sitting there with uh, kind of near this small campfire, and seems to have a a small cup cup of tea or something like that. She's she's sitting there and she gives you a nod uh, as you approach, and Constance kind of um, she says, uh, "I wasn't sure if you'd be back, but." I've set out some, some bedrolls and, and you can sleep here if you need to. If you want if you want to. Uh, it's a long way back well, to anywhere. Um, she just she seems uh, surprised, confused, a little bit um, elated. What do you guys want to do? So question question for you guys, for you ladies. The that storm around the island, did do you guys make that? Uh, she says, that storm was here before we arrived. And it seemed to uh, allow us to enter. Uh, it was always assumed that it was part of the, the magic of the tree. Though, I must admit, I don't fully understand it. Huh. Okay. I kind of thought you guys did, but okay. Uh, Joshi is paying absolutely no attention. It is simply writing in a, in a journal. Okay. And he and looks that's... really tired. I was going to say, I'm making like camp any of these conversations are happening while I'm prepping to eat and go to sleep because we've been up since before dawn and almost died several times <laughs> it's just like I think it's so like I mean I, I this is one of those times where it's like you've you've had that super high adrenaline rush for just a while just go 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 and then all of a sudden it all stops and Benadryl's the same way it's just like it's just all catching up and so probably don't even eat the food just as soon as i see a bedroll it's like laying down to get some sleep then lies down kins what are you doing um <laughs> kins kind of wants to go back to the tree root and try to like pick up like a a healthy little piece of the root to put in her pocket with the mushroom and the cloth. I'm just gathering shit. <laughs> the collector. Okay, yeah, you, you can do that fairly easily. I mean, there's roots absolutely every for like miles extending in every direction. It's just um, roots growing out of the ground. So it doesn't take long for you to find something, cut off a little piece of it. So Constance, um, I hope that you're prepared. We have lots of questions and things to discuss in the morning, but um, we we would love to take some rest here uh, while we reorganize and figure out what needs to happen next. She looks at you and she says, of course, you, you've earned it. It's been a long day for all of us. She looks over at her sisters and uh, Aggie has gone and sat next to Agnes and, and they... Um, to be having a like a side conversation and, and she looks back at you at Kins and she says there's something I want to give you I'll be happy to answer all your questions 
in the morning. But uh, and she reaches into uh, a pouch. And Thorcum, are you paying attention? Yes. You see that she reaches in just a little bit further than is uh, is normal, and you you realize that she's reaching down into like uh, a bag of holding or something equivalent to that as she reaches deep into a, a very short pouch, and she fiddles for a second, and she pulls out in her hand the second half of the brass key. And she hands it to you, Kins. And she says, In the morning, we'll talk. But here, I want you to have this. Okay, thank you. Put it in my pocket with next to the mushroom. Perfect. Uh, so, as everybody start, you know, gets ready to tuck in for the night, is anybody doing anything else? I'm going to play with Ziggy a little bit. I'm going to use dancing lights like a laser pointer. Let him chase some lights a little bit before we go to bed. Ziggy, your uh, your small cat uh, loves that. It's favorite pastime. Very uh, solid use of dancing lights. Can't right? Excellent. Yep. Jesse is sitting and like just writing forever. And like he'll fall asleep and then I'll wake back up and keep writing. He does that until he falls asleep. Okay. Dorkin? I prop myself up against the wall. I don't take a bedroll. I have 14 stand directly in front of me. Keep watch, old friend. And kind of just pull my head down and just nod off. All right. You all take a bit of time to gather yourselves. The adrenaline washes away as you sit still still uncomfortable still just a little warmer than you want to be that pit in your stomach not quite going away but at the very least you feel safer near the tree there's this dichotomy of feeling just gross and 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 kind of uh generally uh not well but also this uh sort of safety of the tree and the grove itself um, eventually you all manage to find sleep the sound of tearing cloth jolts you from that sleep you sit up, you look around you're surrounded by the noise you glance about you don't see your companions out of nowhere the ground beneath you shakes then gives way the edges of the earth above you flap in the wind and moonlight as you plummet into the darkness below. The pit seems bottomless. You fall. You search your mind for some way to slow your descent when suddenly you're caught, stuck, fast in s sticky filaments that, that seem to knock the air from your lungs. You try to cry out in surprise and succeed only in gasping. The gasp is echoed in the darkness and at the edge of your vision, you see faces. Faces that are known to you. Thorcum, you see the face of your father. Belrissa, you see the face of an elder elven woman dressed in lavish clothing, fine jewelry. Jeshi, the face of an undead brute slain in your youth, the first. 
The faces are known to all of you. They're your friends, your family, people you've left behind. But at the same time, they're hideous, mocking your gasp as if scolding a child. The faces begin to come closer and each is the blinking eye of an enormous spider. Lithely dancing across its webbing, it comes closer. It lifts its giant thorax, positioning its foot-long sting to pierce your chest when suddenly your eyes snap open. Thorcum, you look over. Vin, you look over. Jeshi's still sitting there, writing. Your companions are there. Everyone is still there. Only moments have passed since you fell asleep. It's going to be a very long night. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Yeah. Nice. The nightmares. <laughs> Wait, were we were we all dreaming that or just kids? You all dreamed that. No, all of us. And then like I, I but then like I was just writing again. Well, that was you like they had they finished their dream before you'd even fallen asleep. And and you That's eventually it. fell asleep and had had oh, the same me. experience and we're having the same dream Sweet. potentially slight variations we'll thereof yeah find out that i guess this is the first time we've tried to sleep on this island didn't it <laughs> we haven't actually yeah slept it's been yet. all of one day yeah. they've been telling us they were telling us this morning sleep is not good we were in the city we were at the sleeping savior right like yeah we were we were yeah like three episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) emmy met you yesterday oh your true love thanks for watching everybody (laughs) till next week good luck with your bad plans